Welcome to The Honest Report, a weekly podcast analyzing media coverage of the Arab-Israeli conflict, anti-Semitism, and radical Islamic terrorism. Violence escalating between Israel and the Palestinians, hundreds of rockets fired from Gaza toward Israel, people running for cover. We start the show with the breaking news that has been coming in. Israeli police are saying that at least seven people have been injured in a car ramming and stabbing attack in Tel Aviv. Hundreds of rockets fired from Gaza towards Israel. People running for cover on this Tel Aviv beach as their defense systems blew rockets out the sky. Here's your host, Rob Walker. Israel is widely known as the startup nation, producing a disproportionate number of high-tech companies and a general ambiance of ingenuity. But what exactly is Israel's secret sauce? What makes Israeli society do things differently? Many answers have been offered, including the country's small and vulnerable area, its paucity of natural resources, its focus on education, and even its military draft. But do these answers do justice to the truth? To help us unpack Israel's secret, we are joined by Yaniv Rivlin, Yaniv is a high-tech entrepreneur who co-founded Bird, the company behind Tel Aviv's ubiquitous electric scooters, which have helped change the face of Israel's most cosmopolitan city. Yaniv's new book, Live Like a Startup, helps shed light on Israel's culture of innovation, and he joins us this week as our guest. Welcome to the Honest Report podcast. Yaniv Rivlin, welcome to the Honest Report podcast. A pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me, Robert. Uh, it's a pleasure as all ours. Uh, you are, of course, the uh, one of the founders of uh, Bird, this uh, uh, ubiquitous uh, company, particularly in Tel Aviv, that really has, uh, you know, I, I read a, a description online, uh, half of Tel Aviv sees it as a scourge of these uh, of these electric scooters, and the other half uh, sees it as this uh, incredible environmental uh, and, and logistical uh, savior. Um, tell us about how you founded that. So, for sure. So, uh, I'm the founding general manager of uh, of Bird Israel, which was basically the first market outside of um, the U.S. Started it um, five five years ago, um, and as you mentioned, um, I always when when I do interviews, people ask me like, you know, half half of Tel Aviv loves me and and half of Tel Aviv um, hates me, but uh, but I think in the end, it's an incredible transportation mechanism. And to get around, especially looking at Israel and Tel Aviv specifically, there's a lot of phenomena why it made it the number one market in the world um, out of over 450 markets for, for Bird. It's the number one. And a lot of the reasons are really the underlying of, of Israel in a way. So Israel is the most uh, congested um, or Tel Aviv is the most congested city in the entire OECD. Um, and in terms of uh, car traffic and Israelis by their nature are early adopters. So that's why like, you know, there's the startup nation and everything. We see a problem, we figure out how to solve it. That's why micromobility has been here in Israel before it was in almost any other place in the world, because that's how it's the easiest way, most efficient way to get around. So, uh, so it was an automatic hit, basically getting around Tel Aviv, and um, and it became a huge, um, a huge success. It's, you know, obviously, it's more, um, it's better for the environment, easier to get around, faster, um, and also, you know, where for me, it's been a, a shift. It's like it's, I know when I leave the house, what I'm gonna get to, and where I'm gonna get to. 
And, and so I think you touched on it, which is that this isn't just right one guy, one one enterprising entrepreneur who started a company. This is really the story of of Israel broadly. And while there's a lot of press and ink spilled talking about Israel as the startup nation, I think for a lot of people, it's in somewhat abstract terms. Uh, so tell us a little bit about some of the culture that you were able to tap into when you had you see a problem, you see an idea, or you conceive of an idea, and you're able to sort of see, see through it to completion. How does that play in Israel, and why? What does that tell us about Israel's success as a startup nation? Totally. So I think I think in general, Israelis again are are early adopters. They see a problem, they come to solve it, and a lot of a lot of ways is also through uh, I would say Israeli chutzpah. Um, which which basically is okay. There's a problem. There's no good reason why it is the way it is. Let's find a way around, even if it's not the cleanest way to do it. Um, and that's something that you know Israelis don't go in the normal, in the normal way. And they they have to get. If you look at the root of it, a lot of it is because we always had to innovate throughout the um, the formation of the state, and since then. Because of the, also the environment where we live in the Middle East, um, and also uh, by the nature, obviously of that. So, in a way, you always look how to poke holes and always look to find a solution. You can't just say, "Okay, it is what it is." Um, and I think that's a lot um, similar here in the in the same in the same concept um, through the starting of the uh, of the shared electric scooters and also the micro mobility in general. Um, in Israel, there was no solution. Okay, we'll find the solution. What's the best solution? We'll do it this, even if it's like crazy. Um, we'll do it, and then it will become a, a norm, and it will help us uh, save a lot of time and efficiency. Now, you touched on something which I think is interesting, which is that you know when we talk about Israel as a startup nation, it's not just a place where innovation happens, but it's also, as you mentioned, a place of early adopters. What is it about Israel that makes Israelis uh, disproportionately to other OECD countries, perhaps, um, be early adopters? So I think, um, again, um, mentioned it, but like from the perspective of, okay, um, we are going to try and we might fail, but we're going to try something. Um, and that's why you know, and, and also because Israel in a lot of ways is like one degree of separation very much. When someone tries it, the other one sees it, it can become a, a real thing very fast. And it's always that. That's also the the ecosystem of innovation and, and it, which comes from the military. A lot is that because of the military and because Israel is such, again, a small country, everybody's connected to each other. So you see something succeed, You'll, you'll flare, you'll try it as well. And, you know, we don't take no for an answer. So we don't take the fact that there is not a solution. If we find a solution, um, we'll try it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't work, we'll, we'll move on. But if it works, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll adopt it. Now, I think what, what's unique about, you know, sort of the company that, that you helped found, Bird, which is that you didn't invent the electric scooter, of course. And so it's not just about inventing a new technology when we talk about innovation. It could be using existing technologies that are out there and using this sort of entrepreneurial mindset to make Israeli society better. 
Totally. I think um, in general, it's uh, you have something that you know that already works. And when I sat, you know, in April 2018 and saw the private e-scooters and e-bikes um, zipping around, then it was, you know, okay, we have it already. It's already working here. Let's take it and bring the shared model and, and it will and it will succeed. So basically building, as you said, on something that is already there um, and making it into a more uh, more common practice. You don't always need to invent from zero. Take 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 something and, and make it into a, to a one. Now, uh, you know, obviously the question here, which is why so much of the world is interested in, in Israel in this respect, which is uh, what can we learn from the Israeli model, not just in terms of narrowly about technology uh, or even really about uh, entrepreneurial or research and development in general, but really how to use this mindset of, you know, this entrepreneurial, this startup mindset uh, and really to improve things for, for every country uh, to uh, to export that Israeli chutzpah, as you said. So you've written a book recently in Hebrew and it's going to be uh, 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 translated into English and, and released shortly in September. Uh, live like a startup. Uh, tell us a little bit about some of the lessons that you're looking to impart there. So, as you mentioned, yeah, I'm you know, very excited to to put the book out in um, in English. It's a it's an autobiography called "Live Like a Startup," and basically, what I talk about is, you know, take the initiative and transform your life. And I think, in general, about like innovation as a mindset. Um, and I, in that book, I I am um, I. Through my life story, I show that in every single point, it's a lot around the innovation as a life tactic. Um, and um, yeah, super excited to, to have it out in English, uh, in Hebrew, in Israel. It got to, to number one best-selling book in, in the country. It passed, uh, it passed Bibi Netanyahu, the Prime Minister's autobiography, uh, which is a very exciting moment. Um, and I hope it'll have the same success in English. I'm trying to bring a lot of the practice not only from Israel, but from you know the um, from just you know growing up in a in that certain area and and uh, bringing those practicalities and showing that both in your professional and your personal life, um, looking at something as like innovative is is possible and that um, and that there's always a way. I think that's something that's an underlying thing um, throughout the book that there is always a way. I never. You know, I, I did my, my undergrad in Hebrew University, my graduate school in, at Harvard. I also studied in Canada and McGill. I did survey scholars program and, and others. I never paid one dime for it. I always find a, found a way to, to get a scholarship. And I, and I believe that, you know, most people just go in the, you know, in the same direction. Um, but almost always there's a way and almost always there's a way to create that win-win-win for everybody. You just need to find it and be innovative and, and creative. So what are the, some of the lessons uh, for, you know, if you were able to represent or share, uh, you know, broadly Israel's successes uh, in this in this realm with, with other countries around the world who are, you know, seeking to address all sorts of social issues or environmental issues? I mean, what are some of the nuts and bolts suggestions that you could say you know, here are some of the lessons that I could point to that Israel's learned uh, that that I could share. I think what, the first one is is uh, don't be afraid to fail. I think that's something that uh, we learned throughout our throughout our time is 
don't be afraid. It's a part of the game. And if you, similar to what I done before, like take the initiative, try it out, you know, and start it early, start the innovation process um, early, figure out who in your network is a part of it that can, that can um, connect in order to create that transformation. And use your assets. You know, I think Israel, one of the, if you look at the startup ecosystem where the OI became like startup nation, we always used our strengths and things that, you know, by our nature, um, we was easy for us to expert like cybersecurity, right? We do it throughout our day-to-day, unfortunately, in the military and others. Let's take that, bring the people around us and create the next, the next, um, the next startup. Um, and I think don't be afraid to ask questions. Like, don't be afraid to whoever the person is, don't take things for granted. Israelis are, you know, in a way there's, uh, um, you put five Israelis, you'll get 10 opinions. And I think that's sometimes frustrating, but it's also good because you don't take anything for, for, for granted and you always ask. And if someone tells you no, 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 then that doesn't mean you should not do what you think. That means, you know, okay, there's an opportunity here. Um, and how do we build it in the right way? So th- those are a few things that I think are, are, are important to think about. Now, I touched on uh, some of the issues that, you know, some developed countries in particular are dealing with. Uh, Israel, of course, has uh, worked extensively with countries in sub-Saharan Africa. On a previous podcast, we interviewed a group who, uh, who, who assists them with water. Uh, but one of the issues that a lot of countries are talking about today, which is environmental stewardship, um, and Bird, the uh, the e-bike sharing uh, company, that of course that you co-founded, uh, is not just lauded for its uh, uh, logistical assistance in traffic, but also for its uh, you know the impact that it's having on reducing uh, pollution and so on. Uh, have you been sought out, and and what's some of the advice you're giving to other countries in terms of? what they can learn from Israel with respect to the environment in particular. Israel's you know, well-respected in terms of water reuse, et cetera. Uh, but is that an area where you're getting a lot of questions? So I think let's take a, a step a step back. I think one of the reasons why, um, if you look specifically like a water, for instance, it goes back to what we talked before about the necessity, right? How did we get to be innovators in in, um, in water? We, we got to that point and... Um, as opposed to Canada, for instance, that has unlimited resources of, of water, um, we don't. We didn't. We got to the point that if we don't create that innovation, we won't have water. And that's why we became one of the most, if not the most innovative, uh, the most innovative places for water and agriculture and innovation. So I think similar to Bird, why it's been so successful um, in terms of also obviously the 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 environment, but also in general, it just it has been so congested, um, and that's um, why these shared e-scooters were so successful. And I think it's the same thing in general about you know um, climate from the way that um, it comes from necessity. Even a few years ago, it wasn't an issue in Israel. It's becoming an issue now. Therefore, more entrepreneurs are also working on ways to solve it because it's actually affecting our um, our, our environment. And I think that's one of the secrets for success. Well, Yeni Rivlin, this has been a fascinating discussion. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your secret sauce, uh, not just personally for success, but some of the recipe that uh, 
uh, other individuals, entrepreneurs, and indeed countries can uh, uh, can take from uh, from you. So thank you so much for your time. Of course, thank you so much. And that's today's edition of the Honest Report podcast. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to our mailing list, our podcast channel, and follow us on social media for the most up-to-date news. If you like what you've heard, please consider a donation to support our continued efforts at www.honestreporting.ca slash donate. Until next time, thank you so much for listening.